0: Tell legal lies.
1: I tell legal lies. Lies, lies, legal lies. I tell legal lies. And legal lies. And on drugs. And legal lies. Welcome
2: back. Wait, I thought I was bringing us in. Another, well, shit, bring us in then.
0: What the hell? Welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legalize, where we're definitely specializing in legalize today. And I am one of your hosts, Just Ann. I'm sitting back in the crib, relaxing, maxing all, cooling all. No, don't do it. Sorry, y'all. Where,
2: where can people find you?
0: They can't find me. Don't look for me, shit. No, anyway. Uh you can find us at Black Law Podcast. You can find oh wait, don't we have email too? Man. Somewhere?
2: Let me, let me just pick this up. Uh no. let me take this off no, of your no, shoulders. No no. no, no. You can follow the show <laughs> on Twitter at Black Law Podcast. I see- you can follow us on Instagram at BlackLaw Podcast. You I don't can think email I us that. at blacklawpodcast at gmail dot com. That's the one I was.
0: Looking we for. also
2: are on the web at blacklawpodcast dot com. Anywhere you look, we are Black Law Podcast.
0: Wait, except I'm at. I tell
3: legal lies.
2: Yes, you are. You know how to get home? No. Okay. I am Dan, and you can follow me at I am Dan on drugs.
3: I'm, I'm Afro Be- Becky.
2: There you go.
0: Am I coming in clear? Yes. Okay.
2: All right. This all this is all pre-production shit that we're doing <laughs> during recording. Yep. Yo. So we got a uh, recurring guest, always a crowd favorite, uh, Paul from Charlotte with us. Yo, what up, Paul? This nigga phone broke now.
0: No, you said he did magic on his <laughs> phone. He
4: magically did something. Can you hear me? He
0: just hung up on us.
4: <laughs> Y'all hear me now?
2: Yeah. He was okay. on mute.
4: I put myself on mute. Yeah. The whole time I thought I was on mute. I gotta get we got a new phone, so you gotta bear with me here. I was
2: like, man, nigga did magic on this phone <laughs> and that joint broke. <laughs> man. So we got uh Paul from Charlotte with us always a crowd
0: favorite.
2: Yo, Paul, what up?
4: Yo, what's going on with y'all? Good to be back on. Don't know why I'm a crowd favorite, but I'll take what I can get. Man.
0: Cause pro- you about as crazy as the rest of us. That's why. <laughs>
2: Wait, who's touching the mic? Me. Yo, uh, Paul, today's topic is legalizing weed. So uh, you got any thoughts before we really kind of dig into it? You got any thoughts on uh, legalizing marijuana, specifically at a federal level?
4: Man, I have a lot of thoughts. I'll try to be coherent in expressing them. <laughs> My first thought is I am, as a 35, almost 36-year-old man, I am a hater, of these teenagers today and these young adults because i remember multiple times when we would have to go to great lengths to keep our weed a secret you couldn't walk down the street and smoke it and you couldn't have it in your sock if you were caught with it you could do real time so you know growing up i started smoking at about 12 you know i haven't smoked weed and i would say shit a, a decade or so um but It seems to be that they're getting a lot looser in many states that I wouldn't even expect them to be loose in. You know, I think Louisiana is one, but it remains illegal in other states and also illegal federally. So, you know, doing some studying, some research into how this stuff is working, especially in the D.C. area with the legalization, what special laws there are, it presents a lot of potential problems for people who may need it for medical uses, may have to cross state lines or... Or just want it recreationally. So, um, you know, it's just an interesting topic here and something that I definitely have been thinking about quite a bit over the last few years.
2: Man, I I haven't put too much thought into it. As uh, most of you know, I'm not a weed smoker, so it doesn't affect me either way
0: well no we didn't know
2: that most of everyone who knows me knows i'm not a weed smoker so but
0: see that presupposes that the people that are listening know you
2: they actually do know me because mm-hmm. um unlike mm-hmm. you i i gave them a personal detailed look at at my life um wait, and I, paul was I, actually I, included in that so I the people know me
0: I, wait i didn't give them detailed anything
2: so current weed laws <laughs> All right, so this is the thing, and Paul mentioned it uh, in the opening. This this is the thing that kind of fucks me up, is how is it that we have states with legal legalized both recreation and medicinal marijuana Mm -hmm. but it's illegal federally and not only that but it's also a schedule one drug and that puts it up there with meth no it actually puts it above Above meth 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 cocaine and
0: cocaine and heroin it puts it
2: at the same level of of heroin and peyote peyote Peyote. Uh, yeah paul just told me that's a hallucinating cactus or some (laughs) shit so, uh, how do we get here?
0: So once about, no, actually marijuana is a schedule one drug because some crazy old white band back in the 1970s suggested that it be a schedule one drug. The federal government took that suggestion. The states followed the federal government and fast forward, what, 70 years?
2: 70 years from 1970?
0: Well, no. Be- I say, well, 1948 is when it was taken off of the drug pharmacopoeia because at one point it was there. So I forgot to throw that little tidbit in there,
2: but. So from 48 to 2018.
0: (laughs) 70 years.
2: That is 70 years. Yes. Yes. I know math.
0: Yes. So anyway, but. The suggestion to make it a Schedule 1 drug, as I said, reared its ugly head in the 1970s, and it's been that way ever since. And in spite of the fact that there are these pushes for the federal government to take it off, to legalize it, who knows if and when that's ever going to happen.
2: I think it's going to happen. I mean it should happen in, in the prior administration under the obama administration i would have expected i mean they they there's been a lot of progressive movement going on
0: what the hell wait there's a lot of progressive things No, there, nah, there was a
2: lot of progressive shit there was the
4: you know it wasn't really that much it was a lot of state level things and besides gay marriage and i mean
0: right on a federal level it
4: hadn't yeah, it hadn't really been that much under the Obama administration. In <laughs> well, terms of well, much progressive things going on, prison reform, okay. but that's gone now.
3: Well,
2: Obamacare,
3: Obamacare, and then there's also. Uh, now what they got to do with weed?
2: Not, would, I'm just saying it was other the progressive, progressive things administration. that happened
3: during the Obama administration. Oh, okay.
4: well, I, well, they did do reform on some of the sentences. I, I talked about a minute ago. People getting locked up for weed, federal charges. They were given some people's second chances i guess more appeals i don't know maybe ann can can speak more to this i don't know if they actually shortened any sentences or released people saying as though it's still a federal crime but i do know they did make prison reform um a priority but you know the government things get started and don't always get finished
0: sentencing guidelines were less stringent when it came to certain drugs but as far as marijuana is concerned the big push has actually been on a state level, as Paul mentioned earlier. You know, states said, guess what? Our citizens want this not to be legal. We are going to make this legal.
2: Now, how much of that has to do with dollars?
0: That was a big motivator.
2: Because you look at California, one of the first states to um
0: legalize marijuana, yeah,
2: medicinal mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety six it wasn't it wasn't regulated back then, but I mean you uh, actually, let me use a better example. let me use Colorado once, i was about to
0: say even even with the push to make once they medicinal um,
2: legalized in Colorado, they made five hundred million dollars the first year, and I wanna say that's tax money. And they are, this was from an article I was reading, they are projected in 2021 to be making $1.8 billion with a B dollars per year. That's a lot of fucking money.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, I think for the federal government, well... Honestly, the federal government would make dollars because then, well, let me back up. They are already making dollars and they have not legalized it because in spite of the fact that marijuana, its use and its possession is illegal. Federally, anybody in these states that have passed these laws and they own shops that Provide medical and/or recreational marijuana, they still are taxed federally on that money. But the messed up part is they cannot use the expenses Mm. on their federal tax return.
2: So if I buy a $100,000 plant watcher light thing, I can't claim that as a deduction. As
0: a deduction for your business because it's still illegal as far as the federal government is concerned. Now, on your state tax return, you can do that so you the dollars you can deduct your expenses you can't do that on your federal tax return you have to put the dollars you have to put your profit uh-huh. but you can't put your expenses
2: so i'm gonna just this is about all i know on the subject because again i'm not deep into weed culture <laughs> just ain't my thing now you want to talk about pill culture i'm your man but <laughs> weed nah so i'm Prior to the show, I did a little bit of research, and I just want to read off some states here.
0: Wait, you did research?
2: Yes, I do research, and I go to pre-production meetings every week, unlike y'all asses.
0: Wait, you you pre-product with yourself?
2: Yep. Uh, (laughs) States that have medicinal and recreational uh, marijuana legislation making it legal. Colorado, California, Alaska, Oregon, Washington State, Nevada, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, and the District of Columbia. Mm -hmm. Now, for medicinal purposes, Arizona, Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, New Hampshire, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, West Virginia, Ohio, Florida, Arkansas, and Louisiana. So there's like five states uh, that were unnamed. It's flat out illegal there. Mm Mm-hmm so
3: i think i heard that oklahoma newly um it's on the ballot oh, okay I so
0: think.
2: as as of today these are the states mm-hmm. and um one two three four five the five states are Idaho South Dakota Nebraska Kansas and Wisconsin where it's completely illegal so the people are speaking basically because a lot of this shit was put on ballots and right people speaking. people voted the states are speaking so the federal government is like we don't care that how many states are there 50 45 of y'all <laughs> want how many states are there seriously. <laughs> I don't. That's not something that I, I think I'm expected to know.
3: Oh, why? Oh, Jesus! I, I you would know, say it,
4: that it is only about fifteen that matter.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I can say that Dan would never pass a naturalization test. Oh, hold, on, hold,
2: on, hold, on, hold on. How many of y'all in this room have won uh, trivia HQ? Whatever. I just, I just, I just man. Wanna... Whatever. Keep it moving, brother. Yeah. So. Anyway, the, the states are speaking. The people are speaking. The federal <laughs> government is dragging their feet. But think,
0: but think about it. What's the incentive? Money. They are still making money. No,
2: they are losing money. The federal government spends $8 billion. Man, I feel like somebody on CNN right now. God. <laughs> Look, the federal government spends $8 billion, with a B dollars per year in the fight against, not not drugs, but the fight against marijuana. And we're talking about lockup. We're talking about arrests. We're talking about police. Uh, police being out on the streets but
0: that's but that so is that wait,
2: wait wait let me finish eight billion dollars per year is what we're spending however if we turn around and tax it there's been a conservative They're already financial taxing it, but okay a conservative financial law professor at harvard he predicts that the Federal government could be pulling in ten billion with a B versus spending eight billion with a B. So there's your incentive right now, there. The
0: thing is, they are already taxing it, and you're you said you're eight billion dollars. That's billion for just marijuana.
2: Just marijuana, yes.
0: I don't know. I need to see man, your stats. Man. Look,
2: I ain't I ain't just get all excited I, like that for no reason because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think I would need to use that. I but need to anyway, see, I need
0: to see those stats. As I was saying they are already getting money because they are taxing this money already they could tax more of it true they could but they are already taxing the money from these 45 states
2: but you are they collecting sales tax
0: they're collecting they they wouldn't be collecting sales tax i I'm, i don't know i'm asking they, they would be <laughs> <laughs>
2: what tax are they collecting they
0: would be collecting they're
2: they're taxing the dispensaries
0: they're taxing the income that they make
2: okay so with cigarettes right do they do the same thing they tax the people that sell them they don't tax the consumer. they have
0: they have a cigarette tax that's state the federal government also taxes the federal government taxes because you have to have a there's like a federal stamp that says yeah these are legal cigarettes so they do get some form of tax from the actual package see
2: i knew that put the stamp on the weed and you're good (laughs) to go so uh paul how do you feel about I mean, you have, you have multiple teenage children. So how, how would you feel about weed being perfectly legal in all states, which would make it easier? I mean, you mentioned how when we were younger, we had to go to, to J-Rock's house up the street, put the shit in your shoe, put it in. You remember the Eddie Bauer Coast with the secret pocket? Ah. We had to find creative ways to hide it. But how would you feel knowing that weed is legal? You have teenage children and it's more accessible now.
4: Well, a lot of times, to get weed, you did not have to go to J-Rock House. You just had to show up to a first or second period in GW, and then we'd leave at lunch, and then we'd get in. But, you know, I just, with the teenagers, man, I don't have a, it's funny because I grew up smoking. You know, I ended up transitioning from weed to cigars because I don't really care for cigarettes. I don't really care for tobacco, I'm sorry, um, weed as much as I did when I was maybe 14, 15, 16. I remember I fought to myself when I was about 17. Like, this shit don't even really feel good. It just feels different. And, you know, that was in the days where there was no such thing as loud and all these different strains out there like that. Um, You know, the the problem I have is this. Okay, I'm not one of those people that think we need to make everything illegal and that's going to keep people from stopping it, from um, from using it. I ultimately think that a lot of times things that are illegal make people use it more. I think me and Ann are in agreement from a previous episode that I really don't like alcohol. I really hate alcohol. Mm -hmm. I hate it. But... I don't think it should be illegal because it causes lots of problems. Now, the problem with this weed stuff is this. I think the weed culture guys are making a mistake in promoting it so heavy. By that, I mean, we railed against tobacco for years, right? We railed against it. We criticized it. Now states have $10, $15 uh, for a pack of Newports, you know, in the north, Um, you know, but now... We're advertising weed as if it's the, the, the best thing in the world and, and normalizing it to the point where even 14, 15, 16-year-olds say, hey, I'm going to try it. You know, uh, every, It's cool. Everybody's doing it. My thing is this. Just make it legal. and You don't got to go out of your way to have it all over TV. You don't got to advertise it just like they stopped advertising tobacco. It's really not that necessary. And also, one more thing, it has its health benefits. We'll touch on that stuff later, I'm sure. Um, but as for just the general... Recreational use of marijuana. I really think that they need to consider restrictions on how and where they advertise it um, versus, you know, just totally making it illegal. Because I don't think it should be illegal. There's a lot of benefits.
2: See, now that you say, uh, now that you talk about the advertisement, right, I I think of some of the biggest commercials, especially during the Super Bowl, are the Budweiser commercials, the Coors. So, I mean, I guess it would be no different than alcohol. But one of the things that you just said I want to touch on is the marketing, right? Right. I smoke e-cigarettes. I don't smoke them. I vape them. And I haven't smoked a cigarette in years and years and years. This actually helped me quit smoking cigarettes, right? But what they do is they make these flavors like fruity pebbles, uh cinnamon toast crunch, my favorite, thug juice. Uh <laughs> you they they make all these flavors and that that's appealing to like Paul said the 14-15 year olds. It's like
0: you have the mind of a 14-15 year old? Yes obviously
2: so it, it is appealing to them though because when they see something you can smoke man we used to smoke paper
0: right it's true so it's but the but the thing is almost everything is geared to appeal to younger people if you think about it if you look at advertisements as a whole I sodas can,
2: i can name two things that aren't <laughs> viagra and depend
0: <laughs> so i said almost that that was my qualifier but you think about sodas Cold drinks, you know, pop, as y'all say in the North.
4: We don't say that shit. What what y'all say? They say that in like West Virginia. Uh, I mean, Pennsylvania.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
4: (laughs) But but think about
0: that. That is actually more detrimental to teenagers, younger children, and young adults than marijuana is.
3: Well, see, I think that anything that needs to be normalized or be accepted in this country needs to be marketed and advertised and put in your face con- constantly. Like an example that um just came to mind was they have these weed culinary shows. Have y'all seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: right. Yeah, That's
4: right. Like you're No, it's another one. It's another one. Um they it's purely about cooking. It's on VICE too. Yeah. I forget the name of it though.
3: Yeah. Um but they, you know, think of creative ways to incorporate weed into cooking. Cooking yeah. and a co- You know, other than, you know, your typical brownies. But, you know, they make meat and, you know, sides and everything. Savory dishes. That's right. And,
0: you know, we we don't have just brownies anymore. We have gummies. Mm -hmm. We have uh, sweet tarts. You know, anything that you can place an oil in you yeah. can you can like you said you can cook with it the problem but the problem that i have with how it is demonized you know the very first thing when you start speaking about legalization of marijuana everybody always says it's a gateway drug you know first yeah. they try that then they're going to want to try something else but you know statistically be- since you know we're talking about all these numbers Statistically only nine to 10% of people who use marijuana form a dependency as opposed to tobacco where 30% of people who smoke it become addicted and alcohol where you have about 20% and heroin where you have about 25% but alcohol and tobacco are legal and I would ask anybody who is opposed to marijuana legalization, how many people do you know that have gotten lung cancer from smoking marijuana? How many people do you know that have died in a uh, marijuana-related car accident?
2: Well, funny you should say some (laughs) of these things. Let me um, jump in with, I do believe that marijuana is a gateway drug because (laughs) the, let me, let me. The natural progression of things is you go from marijuana to shooting heroin wait, to sucking not? dick oh, for coke.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the natural raping na- women,
2: that- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> raping women and sucking dick oh, for coke. Well, that's that's exactly, how it go.
0: That is what they would tell. That would that's what they would lead you to believe. That's what they want you to think, and that's exactly what they thought in the 1970s, that's what led to marijuana being placed on this schedule one list. But it was because they had a lack of knowledge about it. It was only on the supposition. You know, we don't have enough knowledge about the drugs in this thing to tell you what it could do in the future. So let's just say it's bad. But At in the same period of time in the 1970s, how much alcohol was flowing through the country? How much alcohol was flowing through the veins of people in this country? And we knew what alcohol did.
2: Yep, the alcohol would make you go start a second family two blocks <laughs> over that your family wouldn't even know about because that's just how shit was back in the day. You know, so, so man, them commercials too. Uh, this is your brain going on drugs. drugs. Man, <laughs> that shit made brains look like a great breakfast. Uh, meal. I
0: mean, that fried egg boy it really did look good.
2: Uh, Paul, they recently just legalized marijuana in D.C. for both recreational and medicinal purposes. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, since you're generally in the area, tell us how that works up there?
4: Since I'm in Charlotte, I'm going to tell you all about D.C. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no, for real, though, uh, you know, I'm from the D.C. area. I'm I'm pretty sure everybody who listens knows that. All my, you know, two or three fans. um, (laughs) But... D.C. just recently voted, the citizens voted, to make it uh, legal for recreation and medicinal use, like you guys stated. But a lot of things that people may not know um, go on in D.C. You know, people from outside the area may not realize the government, they have limited home rule. There's a federal, there's a congressman appointed typically from some other state like Oklahoma to to, to pretty much be the representative of D.C. in Congress. D.C. has no real representative in Congress. They have... um, only a a shadow rep. Um, So, you know, it's a lot of things that go in D.C. that they don't have control over. Um, But D.C. allowed anyone to um, use marijuana if they wanted, recreationally, with no restrictions um, you know, in terms of you must have a disease or disorder. But there are many legal challenges. Um, The problem with D.C., besides it being a federal city, is almost all, it's a lot of land there that's federal land. Even if it's not a monument, even if it's not uh, a, a building on it. You may have a park that's federal. I think, I want to say DC, all DC parks are federal land. Um, you may be on one street that's in the neighborhood and then cross the street and you're on federal land. There's a shitload of cops in DC. So you can smoke all you want, but if you get caught with it on federal land, you get a federal charge. The other funny thing is you can't buy or sell marijuana in DC and you can only have up to two ounces on your person at one time. The way around that is they got these clubs and bars in D.C. where you go in and smoke weed. You walk in the door, they give you joints. They, give, they call them joints, so I'm going to call them joints. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they give you joints when you walk in. Uh, you know, they may give, give you a couple ounces of weed, but they also give you a trinket or a little sticker after you pay them. So in essence, you're paying for the trinket or the little sticker or the souvenir or whatever it is, and getting the weed. Some bars may have it so you pay a cover charge to get in when actually you're buying the weed. Right. The other thing is you give someone $20. You have three people. You give someone $20, the third person has weed, they give that weed to you, and then that other person gives them the $20. You, you see what I mean? So You cannot directly change hands in a, a monetary exchange for weed in dc it's just a, a lot of weird things
2: it's called a straw purchase it's
4: called a, what is it, it's called a straw purchase yes i've never heard of that term
3: yeah That's, neither have i
2: it's um I, I hear it a lot in the fire firearm community is when someone can't legally buy a weapon so they'll get their baby mama to go to the gun store buy the gun and give it to them it's called a straw purchase Huh.
1: learn,
2: learn something, something new. new every day yeah. uh-huh <laughs> um And you were recently in Denver, Colorado. Can you tell us what the landscape, uh, as far as... Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 what? Who was where?
2: You were recently in Denver, Colorado. Can you tell us about the landscape up there? I
0: plead the fifth. It's illegal. I still plead the fifth.
2: Okay. No, well,
0: so anyway, see what had happened was, I do know somebody who was recently in Denver, Colorado. So, uh... From what they had told me, what, uh-huh. what had happened was uh-huh. in Denver, all you have to do is walk in, show somebody your ID to prove that you are over 20, 21 or over older. And if you have an out of state license. You can purchase up to a quarter ounce of marijuana, the actual bud.
2: So, is that um I'm so far removed back in my day that would have cost $25. How much does something like that cost?
0: Quarter depending on the strain. It can cost you anywhere from like 35 to 70 bucks. Damn depending on the strain. Now keep in mind that most of these, most of this stuff in most of these places are hydroponically grown and they have about, they have anywhere from 25 to 40% THC in them. So that is for uh, those of us who do not know, that is a very high, High percentage of the active hallucinogenic ingredient.
2: Wait, that shit makes you hallucinate? It can.
0: No, what well, kind of weed y'all smoking the, these euph- days? Well, let me say the euphoric
2: I, ingredient. I wouldn't even equate it to, well. It is. It's me,
0: the, the thing that makes you feel like you're high. The, the ingredient that makes you feel like you're high is THC. THC. Eu-
2: euphoria, to me, I'm just going to describe it in my terms. Mm-hmm. Is I feel good. I'm relaxed. Mm -hmm. I'm calm Mm -hmm. and not a worry. Weed has never made me feel like that. Weed has you were smoking the wrong stuff. Weed made me feel like, hey, Paul. You see, Mister Perkins. Yeah, (laughs) then that that nigga the feds, (laughs) young. Like what?
0: (laughs) No, well, you were you were smoking the wrong stuff. You know, nowadays they have, like I said, they have different strains. They have hybrid strains. So they have what's called uh sativa and there's something called indica and indica is actually the strain that mellows you. So they have hybrids that can be um, a mixture of sativa or indica or whatever else they have running out there. But... Depending on how you want to feel, mm-hmm. you pick it. But, yeah, so with an out-of-state license, you can buy, like I said, you can buy up to a quarter ounce. And uh, from what I've been told, that quarter ounce, if you are there for seven days, you can buy a quarter ounce. A day? No. That's what they say. But what you can actually do is buy a quarter ounce, go into another shop, buy another quarter mm-hmm. ounce, go into another shop and buy because... They do not have like your ID gets you in the door. They do not put your name in anybody's database. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows who's buying anything and everything is cash. Just to let y'all know as well. Figured that, that. There, are, there is no buying your weed or weed products using a credit card. It's purely cash. They do have ATMs outside of these shops. Get your money. It it's all a cash business.
2: Yo, so they underreporting.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm.
2: they are underreporting. So, um, with that being said, how how about inter- interstate travel? <clears throat> Go to jail. So once you leave Colorado with said amount of weed, you're
0: riding dirty,
2: and that is a federal offense as well.
0: That is correct.
2: But they are weed being illegal is also a federal offense, and they're not enforcing that. So whoa, why whoa.
0: no, 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 no. All right. So here is the thing: being in possession of marijuana in the state of Colorado is not illegal so you can roam around this whole state of colorado and that's a and, pretty big state and anybody that stops you be it state or federal government it's legal in the state of colorado so you will you will not how but does
2: how does state law supersede federal law because
0: states are independent Okay. Right. So I have the right to govern my state in that instance. Now cross into Wyoming where it's not legal Mm -hmm. or cross into you, you take it over state lines. That is a federal offense. because you are trafficking
2: so i just want to get this get this straight for myself and the listeners Mm -hmm. weed is illegal on a federal level that's correct however if you are inside of a state where weed is legal right you cannot be arrested or charged on a federal level for breaking a federal law
0: now you could be but They will not prosecute.
2: The state will not prosecute. The
0: federal government could prosecute you, but they won't.
2: How do we know this?
0: Won't you try and find out?
2: Because it's my understanding that Jeff Sessions is, he has spoken (laughs) out multiple times against the legalization. And he said he is going to enforce federal law. law. That's correct. So I would rather not try that. So
4: (laughs) a personal beef I kind of have with this legalization wave it's a couple of them um, and reference to different strains. And yes, those different strains are amazing. I mean, you know, you got all of these strains for every single different particular element you may have. Do you know but from see, personal experience? With, uh, who, me?
2: <laughs> nah, the nigga talking.
4: I, I, I'm going to plead the fifth. No. F-I-F. Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But, um, you know, seriously, I have had one of the edibles versions before for that specific purpose, and it was from Colorado, actually. And it did not feel anything like weed. It felt like Valium. Um, but the issue that bothers me, you know, I touched on earlier about how we used to have to run from cops and hide our stuff like we had, like we were drug kingpins, and how marijuana is still a Schedule One up there with heroin. And real quick, um, I want to know, Anne, do you know, is crack considered a Schedule One, even though cocaine is not? Because to me, it seems like a lot of these schedules are made up depending on what drugs are popular with minorities? And,
0: and you're um, absolutely right. And yes.
4: And see, that, that, that's, that's what I'm getting ready to get at. Okay. Many people are still doing jail sentences for weed. Yep. You know, you might have had a couple pounds. They lock you up on a federal charge. You know, you're getting years behind weed. But yet you got white people now who've made this culture so widely accepted and they're flaunting it and they're making millions of dollars off of it. But one of the myths is that, oh, yes, people like, you know, black people, for example, you know, you can buy and have your own companies now and sell it legally. Actually, that market is closed off to pretty much anyone that's not coming from good stock because right. if you have a criminal record. Most states, I know California, you can't you get cannot. a license to operate. That's correct. You can't you operate. Can't. You have to have surety deposits and you have to have X amount of dollars to put up. And I don't know too many people from around the way who are our age who have sold weed or drugs for most of their life. That don't have a charge, that have that kind of money to start this kind of thing up. So that's my issue with it. It seems like that's another type of gentrification going on how they've gentrified the weed market and have made it a, a, a fun, you know happy thing. and you know, great things have come from it, like understanding CBD the FDA actually just recently allowed CBD to be approved for, for medica- medical purposes, but that, you know that issue kind of bothers me, man.
2: Yeah, and you know, uh now that you say that, Michael Eric Dyson, I, I know you're not a huge fan. Um he made made a good point as far as reparations because you're right, we can't we can't get into this market right now. Um it's like in Louisiana, they just legalized it. I think there are 11 people in the state of louisiana that can sell or prescribe no that can sell uh marijuana 11 people now how do you think these 11 people are getting these licenses to sell this shit they're not random they're not just dudes saying hey i want to start a business this shit is actually given given to them it's um i forget what you call that shit but the shit like dick cheney did with uh blackwater
4: oh uh with the war and yeah uh, i think he was a, like a ceo or executive and then he sold his he stepped down from his position and came back into it. But it's similar, man. I mean, these people, you're capitalizing off of something off the backs of a lot of people who have struggled and suffered mightily from it. You know, it, great. It's a lot of new discoveries. Great. It's a lot of strains. I mean, damn, you know, well, we grew up, it was a nickel bag, dime bag, dub sack, 50 bag, you know, else. You know, it, and it was just all one type of weed. Now they got these different strains, different types for different ailments and, You know, CBD is awesome. You know, it doesn't have the the THC and it doesn't have the psychological effects, but it has all the health benefits. But, you know, that's a great discovery from all this legalization wave and all this, you know, stuff. But it it still just really troubles me. All the people that I know that went down for this that are still down for this while everybody else making all that money.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good point, man. And we just had our guest uh, walk in ladies and gentlemen we are actually joined by a second guest now this brother here is a proponent of legalizing marijuana so ladies and gentlemen i'd like to introduce to you jeremy irish from the great state of wisconsin uh jeremy what's up brother what's going on man How y'all doing this afternoon So, I understand that you are a proponent of legalizing uh, marijuana.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, you now, it used to be legal. It was a campaign to uh, demonize it uh, against certain uh, race of people, uh, two races, Latinos and blacks. And um, people think it's bad. But, I mean, if you look at the history of it and uh, how uh, dignitaries... Used to uh, send it to each other uh, back in the days, back in the colonial days. They used mm-hmm. to send big old trunks of it to each other from uh, England over here to uh, the dignitaries. They used to have their, uh, what we call now, like bong parties. You uh-huh. know, they used to sit around and be sophisticated and, and, and smoke it.
0: Yeah, the Indians did it, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indians did it. Uh, when you look at uh, hemp... Everything was hemp before cotton came along. Right, and then mm-hmm. you
0: know what? Paul made a point—that same point that you made yeah. about demonizing and penalizing yes. people of color.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He he had said that exact same thing. Yeah. All
2: right. So one of the things here we wanted to talk about too is um, I understand that you are former military. Yeah. All right. With that being said, being that weed is Legal. Let's say we're using Colorado for an example. Right. You back when you were in the military as a as a GI, you still weren't allowed to smoke weed, correct? No, it's illegal. OK, so I know it can help with certain medical ailments that we really haven't gotten to the medical side of things yet. But Paul right. here on the line, Paul's a sufferer of PTSD right. and he would be a perfect candidate mm-hmm. for um for medical marijuana. Yo, Paul. Yes, sir. So have you have you you said you did try marijuana and edible for your for PTSD?
4: Yeah, I mean, just for some background, I think I in case I wouldn't know why I was, you know, I didn't make myself clear earlier. Um, I smoked a good portion of my life. This is the old 90s, you know, back in the day. It's not like the stuff they have now, um, but they have so many new formulations, so many new ways to to ingest um you know, the product mm-hmm. with the strains that are specializing in only, a, you know, certain elements, whether it be, uh, you know, PTSD or anxiety or insomnia. Um, but I did take, I've had edibles on a couple of occasions. And it is a lot different than what people who may have never had them, what they think. Well, I stated before, it, the one I had sort of replicated the feeling of being on Valium. Mm-hmm. It was just relaxing, calm. I actually went to sleep um i know i was sleeping good cuz i snored and i never snore and i woke <laughs> myself up <laughs> but um you know i wanted to speak real quick about cbd which i think is the bigger breakthrough mm-hmm. man uh, that stuff is you know anti-inflammatory anti pretty much all the things that people said marijuana was good for back in the day to cure cancer and this and, and this and that we're finding out that a lot of that is the CBD, which is the other compound in cannabis. In, and right,
0: hemp. but it doesn't um, cause the euphoria. Right.
4: Yeah, and 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 they both have different, uh, you know, properties, and they're both good. Um, the, some are ta- antagonistic to each other. Like, you know, the, the the CBD taken in conjunction with THC will kind of eliminate the uh, psychol not, not psychological. Uh, you know, the euphoric effects mm-hmm. and, and the psychoactive effects. But at the same time, though, it still is an anti-anxiety, uh, uh, you know, product that, that has a lot of potential, um, you know, with Parkinson's, a lot of brain injuries. It, it, it has an effect on some receptors in your brain that mm-hmm. stimulates your body to create, you know, a lot of uh, anti-inflammatory properties. And, uh, you know, it, it, def- it, ins- it sort of insulates the brain cells from damage. That's why a lot of football players you see are, uh, are, uh, uh, going against the NFL to allow them to take marijuana and maybe that it may help prevent CTE. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot of health benefits out there for this, you know, and and with the growing variety of ways that it can be ingested, whether it be vape pen, whether it be the waxes, whether it be infused in your food, whether it be oil, skin rubs, anything. You actually, don't pills. The, the you don't CBD have is actually what anymore. you,
0: when you say, when they say medical marijuana, mm-hmm. CBD is actually what is being used rather than something with THC in
4: it. Exactly. It, it doesn't have, because a lot of people will be turned off from that psychoactive effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, I'm all down for that. You know, I'm definitely down for it. If it can help, because I know what it's like, you know, I, Dan, you know what it's like, um, it has a lot of benefits, and I think it's, it's harmful to the people if we don't continue to explore these benefits and, and, and make them legal. And like I stated a minute ago, and you, you, you also stated about uh, you know smoking it and getting cancers. You know, ultimately, if you smoke anything, it, it's going to have a, a inflammatory effect on the lungs. But mm-hmm. but the anti-tumor properties and in, 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 in the in t- uh,
0: right. CBD, in- Exactly right. Yeah. And I was just about to say that they there's actually some research now that C B D fights cancer. So, and what's crazier, you mentioned it having the effect of Valium. What's crazy to me is that this drug is illegal. We mentioned how it is a schedule one drug, which is actually a higher scale than cocaine as far as offenses goes. Yet we as a society push valium we push other narcotics and people are dying like one person every 19 minutes dies in america due to a prescription drug overdose but we still choose not to allow people to use marijuana for pain Mm
2: -hmm. the only downside i can see is if you get high and you forgot that you took your prescription medication, then you took it again, but then you forgot again. And you, you took take it some again. more.
0: Like I said, you would keep smoking, popping in this C B D. You will not overdose. I have you never not. I will I have never read anything in anybody's literature that says that somebody overdosed on marijuana.
1: The only thing you're gonna do is go to sleep, get a good sleep, get a good night's sleep.
0: I've never seen that. You can keep popping the pill, pop as many as you want.
1: So, uh,
4: Jeremy, uh, maybe I, maybe I should try to be the first. <laughs> well,
1: as a vet, I don't know if you saw the article that came out, where as Congress pushed the bill up to the Senate to uh, allow the VA to start uh, writing medical uh, medical marijuana prescriptions. So uh, they're trying to get that pushed through. Uh, I know a lot of veterans. I know I, I personally know at least ten guys who are on. That at least fifteen uh, pills for PTSD, and I'm talking about uh, the highest kind of PTSD. Mm-hmm. But you know, one one joint of a certain strand, and these dudes are mellow out there playing with their kids, playing with the dog, washing the car, cutting the grass. Mm-hmm. But when they take the prescription pills, that's the I, I think that's the issue.
0: Can't function.
1: Well, the issue is exactly. big pharmaceutical companies,
0: right? You're right.
1: If the big pharmaceutical companies find a way to process the CBD, the cannabis oil, and so on and so forth, yeah, they they'll get that's billions of dollars to be made, right? But they're looking at trading dollar marsh with all this prescription because anybody that goes to the VA, know they're gonna give you a bottle of pills, right? Mm-hmm. And
0: I, and you're absolutely right. They're pushing any and everything, but you're saying that I can grow. I don't need a prescription. I can grow weed in my backyard. And go outside and clip a bud, grind it up and smoke it. You can't, you know, I think you're right as far as big pharma is concerned. They can't control the flow. And if you can't control the flow.
4: Right. Hmm. But I mean, you You, know know what I think is going to end up happening. I think it's not going to get federally legalized until the big tobacco companies who are ailing right now can... Can get a foothold in this market. I think that that's what's going to end up hey, pushing man. the federal government to make it legal. Once Philip that's Morris right. and all those dudes end up shifting their, <laughs> you know, their farms and stuff over to that, yep. then you're going to see a, a lot of a, a legislation come down.
1: Hey, Mitt Romney is uh, not Mitt Romney. What's the other guy that used to be the speaker of the house? Boner? John yeah, Boner John Boehner. John Baylor <laughs> is signed on. Hey, he signed on to a fairly large marijuana, uh, uh, marijuana mm-hmm. company. Oh, did he? Yeah, that was that was like last, last year. Last year. Yep. He's like the head of Yeah, he's the head of the company. John Boehner signed on. Oh,
0: well, it's coming down the pipeline then. And then
1: you know that the president said he's not opposed to signing the bill. Well, you know or what? At it, least for you know, and that was towards legalizing marijuana. That right. would be the be- yeah. that
0: would be the best thing Donald Trump ever did Man, if it, he
1: did it. If you look at just the sheer revenue from Colorado, Washington, and all the states that's legalized and look at that, what they're doing, putting money back back in the community, school system, and everything else, it works. Right. All
0: right.
1: Now, if you're looking at the law enforcement side, you know we talked about this. If you Mm -hmm. look at the law enforcement side, okay, hey, law enforcement, you ain't got to worry about weed no more, but you got to worry about illegal weed. What's your priority? Right. Yeah. Right. Your priority is to stop the heroin and the cocaine and all the rest of that, you know, the ecstasy pills and everything else coming in. You got to worry about weed no more. But the bigger, the larger problem is, what do you do with all these folks that's been locked up 20, 30, 40 years for weed?
0: And we mentioned that too.
1: Also, what we talked about about the other night what are you gonna do with these companies who have the drug tests what are you gonna do with the federal government Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. has marijuana on their urinalysis test you can't have that so that's a lot of rules that's going to be changed and I think the conversations are getting started but nobody wants to have that conversation just have the conversation and work it out
0: but you know why because it's a big mess and you mentioned something that we've talked about on the show more than once the monetization of (laughs) black and brown and people of color you know the the prison industrial complex (laughs) you know get, get these people out of jail then what do you have so man Yeah, boy. People gonna have to die before it's all over. That cause, cause I mean, you start really, you start getting these people out of jail. That's taking money out of millions, billions of dollars out of people's pockets,
1: billionaires' pockets, and what? uh, And one thing Mm -hmm. we know about billionaires: Hmm. billionaires love money. That's right. More than anything else.
0: Yeah. So you start taking money out of their pockets. And that's trouble. Yeah, so,
1: but if you legalize it, then you got billionaires who are gonna link up with other billionaires in other countries import at port track tax and so on and so forth. So I mean, you don't have to worry about Afghan Kush supporting the Taliban. No, that's coming from the <laughs> Afghan government. Let me get let me get a sample of that. Uh-huh. I, right. th- there's benefits to it. I mean there's, there's pros and cons in everything you do, but I think it's it's worth uh legalizing. Let the people make the choice, right? It's a right. free country. Right. Prior to you uh walking
2: in, we were talking about uh are you familiar with Michael Eric Dyson? Some of the stuff he does. Yeah, I
1: know who he is. I know what he does. Yeah. He uh
2: he made a good point Very about smart brother. He, he is. Talking about the the inmates that are currently locked up for marijuana charges is one, commuting their sentences, of course. Not uh, not letting them out. And have to commute the census and give them a little back pay. And that, that's what he said. Use we were talking about how difficult it is for people of color to actually get into the business as far as opening a dispensary or being able to provide marijuana. Right. So for reparations, percentage of the marijuana industry goes to these people of color who had served time for nothing, nothing more than marijuana charges. Yeah, set them up, hey! You sold weed before, you
1: should be good out of here. <laughs> exactly, trust here's me. Money. The brothers here's a business. would be- here's a license. Here's a plot, you know, here's a plot of land. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be good. They would
0: be great at it. You think, you think about how the brothers hustle on the corner, man. Right. But then once again, goes back to money. That's another problem because I'm a low level dealer and I'm making a little bit of money. Right. But you give me a license and I have this business right. and I start making real money, then that's a problem.
1: No, it's not a problem. That's when you get that's when you when when the money starts going back in the community centers. That's when you get them in the community centers and get them some financial classes. Right. But you see, invest.
0: once again, it's a problem because now you're talking about communities that are flourishing. Lower, right, low crime, and they're flourishing. So now, where's my big prison industrial complex gonna go now? It'll
1: was, it was shifted.
0: Shift to what? They gonna it start locking up white folks?
1: Nah, they ain't gonna start locking up white folks. But what they gonna start doing is it you have for me you have to force that hand you have to force the hand hey there's no crime so focus on something else
0: like see and that's the thing
1: focus on something else like heroin murderers rapists armed robbers stick up kids running around the city stop chasing the little you know the dude that's on the corner selling dime sacks he's selling dime sacks with a company now you got a license to do that <laughs> Leave him alone. go do your job Quit harassing <laughs> the people in the community and work within the community that's improving. Go back right. to the old school police where the police used to walk the beat and be right. in the neighborhood. Right. They ain't doing
2: that no more. They ain't doing that mm-hmm. no more.
1: So but it's you a know, lot that can change, but you gotta you gotta set that plan right. with the community. If you're gonna get these dudes out and be like, hey man, look, let bygones be bygones, you got an opportunity to run a million dollar business. Right. But so, you know
0: That would be that would be some funny shit though. Yeah, it would the brother on the corner actually selling the dime sack and be like, and the cops pass by and you be like, dude, what, what you want? You want ten? You want twenty today? <laughs> like,
1: uh-huh. Because now it's legalized. Right. If the police gonna put a standard on it, you might as well put a standard on alcohol too, bro. Alcohol mm-hmm. legal. Mm-hmm. I can drink all I want. Right. As Long as I don't come to work high, you ain't, ain't my personal time, and I, I don't commit no crimes. My personal time ain't none of your business. What I do in my personal right.
2: time. So speaking of work, um, Paul, your 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 job, your line of work, uh, is what caused your ptsd as we discussed in a prior episode right yes sir um what, what i want to know and i want to ask the both of you you and jeremy um if you were to piss dirty while in your line of work wh- what are the repercussions
4: well the good thing about the fire department is they only drug test they didn't drug test you as physical they only drug test you if you got in an accident or gave them reason to um but, you know, obviously, prior to getting in, you get a drug test. But if you did test 30, you know, back when I was in, this stuff wasn't legal anyway. It wasn't medical. I mean, it wasn't recreationally. It wasn't medical outside of, I want to say, Colorado and California. So if I would have tested positive back then, you know, I would have I went down. You know, I would have gotten terminated. But that also makes me think about nowadays, like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, even though I know Fairfax County Fire Department, they'll still fire you if you test positive. Whether you live in D.C. where it's legal recreationally or not, because that's their policy, you're mm-hmm. not allowed to smoke. But, mm-hmm. however, since there's so many other ways to take it, um, and also, you know, it's legal where you're living, I'd like to see what would be the result of a legal challenge, because it's coming. It's coming where yeah, you have it, you know, D.C. It, it has to be coming. <laughs> I mean, D.C., Maryland, Virginia are all within a stone's throw of each other. So if you live in D.C. where it's legal and you work in Fairfax where it's illegal, in Virginia and test positive and Fairfax, you know, I'd like to know how that would work out in court when that employee files a, a, a a grievance on that termination on the grounds of it's legal there. That, that'd be something interesting.
1: You got to get, what you got to do is you got to find the right politician and the right evangelical, evangelical pastor to change the narrative and the thought, the negative thoughts about marijuana, change it to a glass of wine. Get T.D. Jakes out there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. though. Well, it's you know, true.
1: But, but you That's... can. T.D. Jakes can preach against it. But you mm-hmm. can say, hey, everybody has a choice. Mm-hmm. And then he can discourage against it
2: that the same could be said uh i think we saw that shift with uh gay rights uh right saw more and more uh religious leaders speaking even even the pope um right he he spoke not he didn't speak for or against it he basically like you said you, you have your choice Right. So in, in your line of work, uh, if you were to piss dirty, what, what would the repercussions or outcome be, or would there be any? Well, I'm retired, man, so I don't
1: have no job in the boss, <laughs> but in my old job, it uh, it depends on how the situation was handled. Okay, uh, You would definitely, definitely be some harsh re- repercussions. Uh, it would depend on where you are in your career. If you're in the beginning, maybe they save your career, let you move on, let mm-hmm. you make it up. If you're in the middle, maybe they can kick you out, maybe they say, hey, you know what? We're going to reduce your rank, but you're going to continue on. If you're at the end, they'll say, hey, man, you need to go and submit your retirement paperwork. It depends on your relationship with your command and your commander mm-hmm. and how they want to handle it. Uh, when I was in the military, it's all the commander's choice. The Commanders uh, have a choice to put you out, separate you from the military, or uh, choose other punitive actions and keep you in. Huh. Interesting. So it depends. It's all a choice. Gotcha. Gotcha. But
0: it even even then, yeah. I was just saying that that to me really is crazy. But I do agree with what Paul said earlier. There will be a fight and I can't wait for right.
1: it. Oh, it's going to be a fight.
0: I, I can't wait for it because like you said, but you said it, it all depends on who you're working for and the relationship that you have with
1: and it's the also, person you work it, for. it's also their thoughts on marijuana use.
0: Right. True.
1: Because I've seen some guys who will demonize you for even thinking about, you know, smoking weed, but then they'll sit there and they'll take shots with you Get all drunk,
0: night. Get drunk. Drunk as a fish. Not
1: only take shots with you all night, but hand you the keys to the car and let you drive drunk and there's nothing wrong with that. It. Oh, it's just low alcohol. It'll be all right. Go right.
0: home. Right.
1: Wait a minute.
0: Right. Right. <laughs>
1: You're sending a drunk person out in a 5,000 pound vehicle mm-hmm. right, to potentially kill somebody. But you got a problem with me rolling the joint. Or just, you know, taking a little pipe out and stuffing some weed and watching Incredibles 2 on my, you know. So, um, pizza. I don't. You got to change the narrative. You got to change the thinking about marijuana. Right. The thought process. Remember that dude back in the, the uh what twenty thirties, whatever it was, back in the day that demonized it. Mm. He did a on good job.
0: Right. We we talked about that earlier, but you know, and something else that we talked about earlier, how alcohol was brought into the main. It was basically brought into the mainstream because at one point alcohol was the demon the alcohol was i mean demon. but illegal prohibition th- taught us something and that's the thing that you know i really try to wrap my head around prohibition definitely taught us don't you know don't demonize things because the more we say don't people are going to do right so they made them rich that's right because uh the kennedys hell that's how they got rich i'm sure i am sure that. but yeah it's
1: you got to change the narrative. You, you got to change the way people think about it.
4: Man, well, real quick, get... speaking about the narrative uh, with prohibition, mm-hmm. one of the driving factors behind that were the evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Sort of like you stated a minute ago. Yeah. And then on the flip side, what helped get it back legal we're also other evangelicals, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> yeah. so you, you definitely were, were spot on when, you, you know, because I don't think a lot of people think about the influence that churches and the religious institutions and, and figures have in swaying uh, laws and legislation in this country. And that, that would definitely help swing, you know, any people with reservations in one way or the other.
1: I'll tell you, like I told one guy, when we was having a discussion about that man, if you don't think there's like three old uh, evangelical old ladies, you know, old ladies that go to an evangelical church or, or or style religion that's sitting around smoking a bowl and talking crap, something wrong with you. <laughs> you're right. You are talking so right. Those medical, those marijuana users, they shouldn't be that. Uh, that's 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 not right. And they passing.
0: Man, what you talking about? Martha Stewart is a weed head. Maya Angelou. Yep smoked weed we talked about richard branson on a er, on an earlier show he had some kind of disease or something he had something and he met he self-medicated with marijuana i mean you think about these people who are like multi-millionaire business people and writers i mean let me tell you something stephen king that shit he wrote that was all on drugs
2: one of my favorite artists is uh I'm not sure if y'all familiar with uh, Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron, the
0: he revolution will not, will not, not be, televised. be televised.
2: Yeah, he was a heroin addict. Now, what that has to do with anything? Well, Ray um, Charles. Uh, well, I'm saying,
0: you know, drugs. Hey, Marvin
1: Gaye. <coughs> yeah.
0: Marvin Gaye. I mean, drugs and creativity.
2: Ironic that Marvin
1: Gaye ended up being gay. But think about this, though. <laughs> think about this. <laughs> right back in that era. Right back in that era, even in 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 the thirties and the forties, mm-hmm. right back when we had those cool jazz cats. Mm-hmm. Ma- imagine if weed was legal.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. The stuff they would have done.
1: The stuff they would have done. The one right. that most likely still be here because all they was is weed.
0: That's right, because they were shooting up. You know, you think about Billie Holiday, right? And in, instead of heroin, definitely. So Never yeah.
4: Know. Speaking of heroin, you did buy heroin from Bayer at the pharmacy. It was Mm -hmm. in a bottle Mm -hmm. that said heroin. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yes. Exactly
0: right. Yes.
2: So what do we do then for for the people that live in specifically in Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, and Wisconsin what do what, what do we do to do, get weed on the books there and
0: do it people in Louisiana, on the federal level Do it people in Louisiana, Colorado, and every other state where it's legal do what they did it it was this grassroots push. And that's exactly the same thing that we have to do on the federal level. And y'all yeah, mentioned.
1: With the F- so for me. I'm I me mean to cut you off. No, you're good. For me, it it, it starts in the community, right? You got to find the folks that don't have a problem with it. You got to find the folks who support it, strongly support it. You got to find the folks who don't support it and ask them why, understand their reasons, respect their opinions, but ask them if they're willing to support it. Let me make the choice. Mm-hmm. But let's 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 make it legal for everybody. and You start having those conversations and once you get the community on board, then you go to the town hall, bring the politicians and hey, Mr. Mayor, hey, city councilman, and then they push it up to change what the people want. Oh, no? Okay, well, we'll see what 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 comes around next in time.
0: You know, but I, what what I so wanna do and I understand, you know, about reasoning with people, I just wanna take a tequila bottle and like slap somebody over the head with it because yeah, I, I it. can't understand how you say no to marijuana, but like you said, you constantly pick up a bottle and you're drinking.
1: See, what that type, you know? uh, <laughs> And taking volumes at night so you can sleep.
0: So you can sleep.
1: And smoke a joint, you'll be all right. It's like, come on.
2: I think you need to finesse it. Like, yeah. I don't have a dog in this race, but the the one thing I do know is, like, your your example of hitting someone in the head with a <laughs> tequila bottle or even, you, you can, someone can make a, a really dumbass claim. Right. And it's how you approach them. If you approach them like, nigga, you stupid, you dumb. They are going to double down, and they they're going to stand on it. So you you definitely for people that disagree, you need to finesse. You need to, mm-hmm. like Jeremy said, understand why 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 do you disagree with it, right? And then even if you don't agree with them, let them know. Look, I understand why you feel that way, but let me tell you why I feel this way, right? And then walk away. That's it. Walk away. Right?
0: No, I'm, I mean I don't advocate violence. I don't. But that's that is just an internal monologue. It's like I really just want. So punch you in your face every time you say, Oh no, weed is bad, okay? Huh?
1: Don't let me catch you drinking that
2: wine.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like, Yes.
2: And that's going to end up with them saying, See, I told you that weed <laughs> makes black people violent. <laughs> Yo, Paul, appreciate you being on again. And uh, how's, how's TBC Pod looking?
4: It is looking the same as it was the last time I told <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone else. <laughs> I've told everyone else about it. I'm dragging my feet, and it's all my fault. Um, But every day I'm thinking about what we're going to do. So, you know, in case you don't know me and you don't know Dan on drugs, I'm a heavy planner, and I typically move very slow on things until it's time to to make it happen. So um, it's still happening, but it still hasn't uh, taken, taken effect and gone live yet.
2: Man, look. Uh, another thing, too, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Paul and I—we've we, been in talks about doing a monthly mental illness, um, mental illness show for black men. And you know, is we're starting to bring it to the forefront. A lot of us don't speak up, and the the reception we got with the episode, uh, I am anxiety. It, it was really dope. I'd like to thank everyone for their their meaningful, well, I don't know, what do you say to people that say nice shit to you? All
0: I know is, who didn't know black men were crazy? Y'all been crazy I'm for just, a long time.
2: I'm just saying. So uh, be looking for that in the future. We're, we're definitely, we're going to try to do that once a month, just kind of catch up on what's going on as far as our mental illnesses are concerned. So thanks for being on, Paul. We'll catch you next time.
4: Hey, thanks for having me on. Great show, everybody.
0: Later, Paul. Thank you.
2: Ask an attorney, 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 attorney. So this is in rural-ish southwest Louisiana from Reddit.
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: Husband was driving to the airport to catch a flight to work. He got rear-ended by some lady. His bumper was crunched, but nobody was hurt. They exchanged all the information and he went to catch his flight. Mm -hmm. When something similar happened, he was told to come into the police station to fill out a police report. And so what he did was he asked me to call and see if it can wait until he gets back from his work trip. I called the Louisiana State Police, the jurisdiction where the accident was, and explained what happened and what we could do. Like if they wanted me to like if they wanted to come see the car, the officer I spoke to became really aggressive and told me if I come to look at the car, I'll come with a warrant for your husband's arrest for fleeing the scene of an accident. I had about a five-minute conversation with this guy who kept threatening to arrest my husband for getting rear-ended. He told me it is not—he told me it is illegal to fill out a police report in less than 24 hours, but they'd arrest him for fleeing. Then he said he couldn't do anything. And just to call the insurance company, but they will ask for a police report and then my husband and I will get arrested, etc., etc. At one point, the officer kind of threatening, to- threateningly told me I should come in to the station so he could explain this better to me. I told him I was eight months pregnant and he didn't want me there. He backed down a bit. My husband has been joking that he is going to turn himself in and our baby will just have to grow up not knowing her daddy. From this encounter, I have two questions. I get that they should have called the police. While they were at the accident scene. But is there anything my husband or I can do to document this somehow with the police? Was this officer justifiably insane or just some local (laughs) color that I'm supposed to accept? Wait, what does local color mean? Hmm. Is
0: it wasn't racial man okay it wasn't racial
2: is it worth it at all to report him to somebody there are many issues in our city about police being overly aggressive and i hate to just shrug it off and let it go i'm eight months pregnant damn it i'm supposed to make a big stink about trivial issues i appreciate any info he's calling his insurance company today regardless of his life of crime
0: okay so technically the officer is absolutely correct you did flee and i'm using in quotes, you did flee the scene of an accident. Um, the bigger issue is the fact that you do not have a police report is going to complicate the situation if the person who hit you decides that they want to say that they were not at fault. So it's going to complicate your claim with your insurance company. Now, if the police in your city have a reputation for being overly aggressive and several things have happened, we don't know if it happened with this particular officer, but if you do want to be um, an ass about it, And you said you are eight months pregnant and you can do things like this. Do pursue it. Now, how far are you going to get? And if you want to be aggravated enough, go for it. But yeah, technically he did flee the scene of an accident. And that is kind of sort of a crime. But there are many instances in which people just exchange um, insurance information and and IDs or whatever, and then they leave. So, I mean, the likelihood of him going to jail for it is very, very slim.
2: So basically, um, to summarize, I didn't you didn't leave a name, but um, I'm going to call you Amy. (laughs) Uh, Amy, to summarize, your husband committed a crime by getting rear ended.
0: (laughs) No, it wasn't, it wasn't the act of being in the accident. It was the act of fleeing the scene of an accident. He left, and he didn't call the cops. He
2: probably would his second but, family, too. Talking about it's a work <laughs> trip.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm this has
2: been another episode of black law and legalize i am dan you can follow me on twitter at i am dan on drugs you can follow the show at black law podcast twitter instagram facebook across the board
0: you can follow me just Dan at i tell legal lies and you can follow jeremy from wisconsin one of those northern states up there somewhere where i don't know but we'd like to thank him for being on the show though
2: definitely shout out to both of our guests paul and jeremy from wisconsin (laughs) and becky becky oh yeah afro becky she got kicked off the mic y'all because one of the mic cables is broken because she gets angry sometimes in here and slam shit around
0: no it's because it's some bdsm shit going on and they used one of the cables to tie dan up
2: Mm, nah i'm a control freak (laughs) peace out (laughs)